Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. Hello, everybody. Darrell Owens, Legacy Maker Sports Network, and welcome to another edition of One on One here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network with yours truly. And this is episode 29. And today with me, I have my man, Trip Air, the man, myth, and the legend that is handling things. He just got a, a, a new gig out there in the Washington uh, sports world as he is the host of The Beat for the Washington football team. Chip, how you doing, my friend? I can't complain. It was raining a lot yesterday outside, but now my new office in the basement, my new house, uh, I'm, I'm pretty comfy in here, so I'm feeling pretty good. It looks really cozy back there. Like, I feel like you could take a nap and you'd be in really good shape right now. So the landlords told us that this used to be their guest bedroom, but I turned it into my office and entertainment center. I'm just waiting on the sofa that I can pass out watching football when I'm not watching the Washington football team. <laughs> there you go. I like, I like that thought process. <laughs> All right, everybody. Of course, you know, here on 101, we start with the check-in. So, Chip, I just want to check in on you and your family and how everything has been going during these tough times with COVID. It's been a while, nine months, and I mean, seven months, I should say. It's been a while, seven months. And uh, just how have you and your family been dealing with everything that's going on uh, and just dealing with COVID, pandemic? How's everything been going? Uh, we're really fortunate, actually. Me and my wife uh, got married in 2019. And right before the pandemic hit, we don't have kids. So that's good. Uh, we've only got our dog. So more or less in this household, we've been actually pretty unaffected by it. I will admit, though, um, I did work for WJLA and uh, I got let go due to COVID-19, you know, budget constraints. So uh, that's probably the only thing that... Um, has really kind of affected me in COVID-19. But other than that, you know, we've been handling it really, really well. Uh, and we haven't missed out on life events like so many other people and haven't been affected by anybody in our family testing positive for the, for the virus. So I guess in terms of a report card, I'd give it a B plus. You know, we're doing a B plus during COVID-19. B, B, B plus pretty solid. I, I, B, I can't be upset with the B plus. That, that, is, that could be the byline of my college career, B pluses. <laughs> hey, but B plus is a passing grade. Bingo. Exactly. <laughs> now, you know, let's kind of dig a little bit into where your passion of sports came from. You know, um, you know, when was that moment when you were younger that you knew that you wanted to be involved in sports in some form of the fashion? I knew I wanted to get involved in sports at a young age. If you can barely see it right up here is the University of Miami football from the 2002 Rose Bowl. All about that you, even though we got spanked by Clemson this past weekend. I was at that game. And at the time, I had gone through a very significant moment in my life of a negative nature at that age. I was at that game. I'd just become a Miami Hurricanes football fan. I saw that team go out and thrash Nebraska. 
They were celebrating on the field. The confetti was falling. And I just remember to myself thinking, man, this is a moment in time where I forgot my problems. I forgot what was going on to me emotionally, mentally. And I could just be with my family celebrating that they won a national championship, the fifth in the program's history. And so I knew I wanted to get involved in sports in that moment. Years later, when I went to high school, I was sitting in a snack bar at my high school. We were watching the ESPN highlights of Miami versus North Carolina. I was breaking it down and my friends who don't care are saying, dude, shut up. Like, why, like this isn't ESPN. I was like, well, actually you got a point. And that's when I decided I wanted to get involved in sports journalism and the rest is history by going to the university of Miami and getting a job in Richmond right out of college. I, th I think that's funny because, you know, I think a lot of us had that same vibe. Like you, you're that person that, Oh, that guy knows sports. And I think, you know, even for me, like when I first got started, it, you know, when I knew I had a friend of mine's and we all we did was watch SportsCenter all day. We, you know, we talked about it. We ranked our top five SportsCenter anchors. You know, we would sit around and like take the karaoke machine and start recording our intros <laughs> to, you know, hey, this is SportsCenter and we got this going on today. And that, and that, and that what got us into, you know, into that passion. So it's like people don't realize like, oh, yes, you know, if you need something, that's, he knows, he knows what he's talking about. So Mm -hmm. If you start to get that love for it, it's like, yeah, this is this is where I want to be. Exactly. This is what I need to be. Every time I enter a conversation with my friends, they're always going, "What's going on? Who have you talked to? Which teams are you covering?" <laughs> you don't mean to be the center of the room. It just happens because you are there. You're witnessing history that they just watch on television. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> I don't want to be in this position. My job is just as normal as yours. It just happens to be, I guess, a little harder to get into. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it's it's just, it's a little bit a little bit outstanding. You know, I mean, we, we got we got a little something going on there. I yeah. think. A lot of people, you know, they talk about it, but then when you get a chance to actually, you know, be about it and, you know, people start to look to you for that, that information, it makes you feel good inside. Cause I, I know a lot of people was like, man, well, you know, I saw you at the, uh, the VCU game the other day, you know, what's going on with the team? And, you know, you start giving them your little insight. It was like, you know, I talked to coach Rhodes the other day, you know, and it's like, Oh, you talked to coach Rhodes. Yeah. I talked to coach Rhodes. <laughs> but to, to, for you, you know, when you get a chance to be around people, you kind of be like, well, I'm, not to be snobbish, but you, you, you exactly. gotten, you've gotten accustomed right. to it. You've gotten right. accustomed to being, yeah. that, being that person. So Yeah, you're just normal. It's, it just feels normal to be in those, com those, those moments. And so when you go into, I guess, civilian life, we'll call it. Like people well, who aren't in civilian, civilian like life, they just look at you like you're a rock star and you're the farthest thing from it. You're just a normal dude who drinks Coke Zeros like the rest of them. <laughs> like, that's me. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, you know, when you decided... You said, okay, sports journalism, that's journalism, that's where I want to be. Obviously, Miami was that heart and soul for you. And, mm -hmm. you. and you did probably whatever it took to make sure that you went to the University of Miami. But take us through your career, um, you know, you know where, where your journey has went so far from that moment that you entered the University of Miami up until now. Yeah, so I went to University of Miami with the intention of working for the football team. That was my goal right out of the gate. I thought I was going to be working for the football team and follow that process of being a media person who covers the football team, which is kind of weird because I'm doing that right now. Uh, I started as a video coordinator shooting football practices, shooting football games, running tapes back and forth. And in South Florida, it rains a lot. So there's a lot of rain when you're up there on those scissor lifts and all the lightning and stuff. That was the first three years of college, and then I stopped my senior year. During those three years, I interned for a bunch of different stations in Miami, uh, CBS, WFO, 
R and then the ABC station WP WPLG. Yeah, I think that's it. Someone can fact check me after this. I know Will right. Manta, the sports director, is going to tweet something and say, you, you, you ruined it. You uh, destroyed but, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so I did a lot of internships. And in, in the process of going to college in 2010 to 2014, I was blessed with the opportunity to cover some big events. Namely, the guy who just won an NBA championship, LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers, he won his first two with the Miami Heat. I got to see both of those as an intern for both stations wow. when they beat the Thunder and when they beat the Spurs. And this is always a story I like to fall back on is one of my, I guess, bread and butter plays is Ray Allen's three-pointer. I was at that game. I was in the tunnel on the side where he shot it. So I saw the ball go into his hands. I saw the shot go up. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it go in. I just saw the fans just shoot out of their chairs and all of the goosebumps and the hairs just raised on end and I was like I think they just won I think they just forced overtime <laughs> and that was that was the highlight definitely of my uh, college broadcasting career from there um, I got a job at uh, WRIC uh, over there in Richmond for the ABC station sports reporter sports anchor uh, worked there for four years uh, covered VCU you know that's where we met we met right, while we were right, working right. <laughs> uh, beat over VCU Richmond Virginia Union Virginia State uh, Richmond Raceway all those good those good haunts I love to see those places when I drive through Richmond every now and then right and then I uh, left WRIC I was in between jobs freelancing for eight months I want to say mm -hmm. where I was doing some photography for the University of Richmond I was doing writing for the Richmond Times Dispatch freelance of course Michael Phillips the uh, excellent sports editor over there good friend and then I got a call from WJLA here in DC Keith Abernethy the executive sports producer he said um, we need help please come help us <laughs> we and need so, help please <laughs> yes and then I signed a three-month deal to go up there and go back and forth in a wedding year to cover Virginia's national championship run, Bryce Harper's return to the Phillies. And little did I know that would be the beginning of a year long run that included the Washington Nationals 2019 World Series victory from 19 and 31 when they had a 0.1% chance of making it and winning it at 19 and 31. I get very specific, but that's what happens when you have a career like mine. It's just, it's such a young age. I'm, I'm so honored and blessed that I've had all of these opportunities and um, just reflecting on it all with you is um, it's always a trip. It's always a trip, man. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I'm a little bit jealous right now. I've, I've been a Miami Heat fan since 1994. Heat lifer, baby. Um, Heat he, he lifer all day, every day. I'm still mourning after uh, the loss in the uh, NBA final. So, it's going to take a little bit, but for me, Same. you know, being able to see a team that probably shouldn't have been there, most people's eyes get that far. I'm very proud of them. Pretty sure Pat Riley's going to make some uh, things happen in the next couple, uh, in the next year or so, but really jealous that you were there for that Ray Allen shot. That's, yeah. I, I remember what I was doing at that moment. I was screaming too, but I was at the house running in circles. So that was and completely was so different dream. <laughs> and it was so hard for me because as a media professional, you can't be biased. You can't nope. show emotion. So my instinct is to just do something, but I just let the emotions come over me. I stood still and just made a face of, what, <laughs> what just happened? Like I was here for that. I mean, it's, right. it's special, man. I mean, that's, and that's the thing you, you have to put, you know, you had to put two different hats on because it's hard. You, you're a sports fan, obviously, to be in the business most of the time. You're 100% mm -hmm. of the time. You're, just, you're that way. But then you got to put that, you know, like last night I had to 
buckle down uh, and say, okay, congratulations to the LA Lakers for winning the 2020 championship. And, you know, I'm, you know, of course, you know, made a post about it, but it hurt mm-hmm. just, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it always stings. It always stings when the heat lose, but it's LeBron. It's, it's okay. It, it is LeBron. I mean, if it was anybody else. He, he was else, part of the heat. It's okay. If we had to yeah, lose, I, if they had to lose to someone, I was okay with it being Lakers. I, I, can, I, can, I can deal with that. I, I'm glad to see, um, yeah. you know, with everything that happened this year, especially with, with Kobe and, and Gigi, you know, it just kind of like, it, it was almost like it was meant to be at, at some mm-hmm. form. In yeah, it did for Kobe. And, and quick, and quick, quickly, just, I know a lot of people are saying it. Now I have a platform with a video in my face. Uh, NBA. <laughs> Applause. The bubble was great. Oh, the, the phenomenal fantastic. job. NHL did a pretty decent job, too. I think the NHL, even though, you know, they were, I think they went to Canada for the NHL. I thought they did a great yeah, job. Man. And the other sports, you, you should probably take a little notice on how they've handled this. This has been pretty yeah. solid. It's, it's, it's been pretty solid. Definitely. Now, currently, you are the host of the beat for the Washington football team. You know, this team is, has been through a lot of culture change. I remember last year, uh, attending games and you know we used to talk about culture change and we've seen a huge culture change for the Washington football team in the last well in the last couple of months tr- truly um, mm-hmm. but just give us your thoughts on the team in general how things are going uh, and and just tell us about your uh, your new gig yeah the moment in time to be a part of the Washington football team is really sensational considering that Julie Donaldson just got picked up to be the uh, senior vice president of media, uh, highest ranking female official in the football team's franchise uh, right now. I know I butchered that, but Julie will tell me later. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But just there's, there's this real understanding within the building that things are changing in the building. And I think that is where fans really need to take stock of, Sure, they're really struggling on the field right now. There's a lot of question marks for where the direction of the team is going because it was all summer long. This is a rebuilding year. We're developing our young guys, and now the team wants to win. And I, and I get that. There's this frustration level. But what you have to understand is that Ron Rivera knows what he is doing. And even though it seems like the wrong move right now, Getting a division title with how bad the NFC East is right now, considering this is a down year, should be a testament to Ron Rivera if he pulls it off and right. his team pulls it off. Because you have a lot of young guys who just went on this, this division title quest, completed it, and now they have another year to continue to get better and maybe grab some new guys to bring in and keep that culture going. It's more of a foundational thing for Ron and the franchise to go for this now. So – that's just looking on the field, but just being right. a part of this trend for the, for the organization, there's a real push for digital media. And I think that's where the future lies in sports journalism, news journalism, local, national, YouTube team apps. That is where people are going right now. And I will say this, I don't go to ESPN to watch highlights anymore. I go to the web. I go to the internet. So <laughs> I'm that the same where... way. I, I hate I hate that in a way because I you grew up on it, right? But it's yeah. like, but that's where it is now. I, I do the same thing. Everything is like, if I miss something, I can catch it online. Still mm-hmm. get that same feel um, that you know you had when we were younger at watching ESPN. Right. So it's it, it's been a true joy to be a part of this process with the beat because we have people that can now see a 30 minute show 
whenever they want and they can watch it for as long as they want and they don't have to pay a subscription to get it. They can tune in. We get huge names. We had JP Finley of NBC Sports Washington most recently. We had Andrew Siciliano of NFL Network. Lindsay Theory of ESPN, who covers the Los Angeles Rams. A week prior, we had Kimberly Martin, who is on ESPN. We have Grant Paulson. We had Sal Palantonio week one. So we get all these Sal Pal, baby. Sal and he's Pal, so baby. funny. He is yeah. so funny. Like, I did not know he was that funny. Yeah. Off camera and on camera. He was hilarious. So getting these big names and giving them a platform to just freeform and just have some fun with it. That has been so rewarding, but also so educational. And I've learned a lot from it that I hope to put forward in my career, not just in television stations, but personally in my brand, which is, is, is really exciting. So it's been great so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I saw, I did. It's funny because I, I watched a little bit of that last episode and I caught where JP had said about Alex Smith. And it's so funny because I, I had told- He's going to uh, take a shot. Yeah, I, I told my uh, co-host, on my podcast, I said, hey, I said, you know, I feel like that if, if we're going to see Alex Smith, we would see him in the Dallas game. I, I, I just, my, that was just me as a, my personal thinking. And then mm -hmm. I saw him say that. I was like, bro, great minds think alike. I'm glad that he said it. And then obviously we get to see him way before then. But uh, how special of that moment, you know, being able to see Alex Smith, uh, you know, come back to the field. I mean, I know it gave me goosebumps because I was there when it happened. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, on that in, that in that Texans game, I was on the field doing photography, and I'll never forget the 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 way the the crowd got quiet, the chills. Just just all you could do is immediately pray and hope for the best for him. And just seeing him go on that field yesterday brought a smile to my heart. Yeah, it brought a smile to mine as well. And I feel like the the crew, the media beat group for the Washington Football Team, everyone that covers the team regularly had the idea in the back of their head this could happen for Alex Smith mm -hmm. he was still on the team he'd been cleared by doctors we saw the documentary and Ron had come out and said he believes in Alex the doctors have cleared him I'll put him out there if I have to so we knew it was a possibility right that it could happen we were still in disbelief that it could happen because of what he has gone through those are two very different th things so when he took the field it's a shock. It's an incredible achievement. You applaud, you stand up, you get goosebumps. It's just this weird phenomenon where we knew it was coming. We just didn't believe that it was going to happen. And it did. So right. it was incredible to see him go out there, throw a completion, avoid pressure on the second snap, take a hit, walk off the field. You thought right there, mission accomplished in this day. Even if yeah. the Washington <laughs> football team loses his game, Alex Smith took the field. 693 days after that gruesome leg injury and unfortunately poetic too in 2020 of course that Dak Prescott suffers another uh, gruesome mean... leg injury the <laughs> same day that Alex Smith comes back yeah like you can't make this stuff up but in that moment for Alex Smith it was huge and now team moves on they got to get ready for the New York Giants with uh, they said Cal Kyle Allen's gonna be the starter so it's a, this is where Ron has to prove the gamble of going for the NFC East division titles. They need to yeah. win these next couple of games. I think, I think that you made a great point about the division being where it is. And Ron saying, Hey, if the division, if the, if you're in first place at two and three could easily Washington could easily be in first place again 
if Dallas had lost, and they could have been right back in the mix, especially with the Eagles losing. They would have been right back in first place. So you, you have to kind of like, well, all right, we're rebuilding, but we got a chance to make the playoffs here. Let's see what mm-hmm. happens. So it's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, couple of weeks as we go along mm-hmm. to see if they can make anything happen, especially with the Giants and then Dallas coming in. So we'll see how that goes. Absolutely. Now let's head to my favorite segment of the show. It is time for Quick Ones. Are you ready, Chip? for the Chip Briera edition of Quick Ones. Let's do it. All righty. Now, with Quick Ones, you know, we'll tell people you can do one-word answers, but one-word answers are not fun. <laughs> so <laughs> it's completely up to you. I'm, I'm going to challenge you... myself to do one word. I'm going to challenge myself. You're going to challenge yourself to do Let's one do word. I, all right, here we go. <clears throat> I'm in. I, but I may actually to explain depending on the answer, so just be ready for That's that. That's fine. I'm all right, here in. we go. Your favorite sports moment of all time. Two words, Ray Allen. Yeah. You had to say anything else, baby, because I'm right there with you. <laughs> All right. Your favorite athlete growing up? Dwayne Wade. E-Wade, baby. All day, every day. You know, you can't – oh, I see. Flash. Flash is, Flash is my Ryan guy. Flash. He was yeah. the best, he, second best finals performance behind Michael Jordan. Agreed. I don't care what – nobody can tell me anything different. <laughs> Nobody can tell me anything. The different. stats prove it. The stats prove it. Second best finals performance behind Michael Jordan. My man D Wade, baby. That's right. Heat life for all day. Next one. What is the worst sports moment that you've ever been involved in? Hmm. Worst sports moment. It's a tough one. <laughs> oh, oh. Um 2003 Fiesta Bowl. Oh. In- the yeah. Ohio, that's the Ohio State one, correct? I was at that game. Yeah, they, they shouldn't have lost that game. That pass in the I was I was 12 <laughs> years old at that game, and I saw Clinton Portis's knee go the wrong way. And I remember looking at my uncle at the time and saying, is a leg supposed to do that? <laughs> and then the defensive pa- – don't, don't even get me started about Terry Porter and the defensive pass interference call. Right. Because we were – we had celebrated. I was screaming. I was jubilant. I was excited. And all of a sudden, all the Ohio State fans, you know, were looking at me, telling me to bleep myself as a 12-year-old. Thanks, Buckeye <laughs> fans. And I'm like, what happened? And so we're all just in disbelief, and then we lost. And I cried myself all the way back to the hotel room, and I cried myself to sleep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that – that sounds miserable. Oh, my That's God. That's how diehard of a Canes fan I am. I remember watching it, and I just, you know, my goodness. Now that you and, – and, and the fact that you had to go through it that way, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry, man. I'm just apologizing out there for – Thank you. <laughs> a, I appreciate it. One. All these oh. years later, I still appreciate it. It still burns, doesn't I need it? need the support, always. <laughs> always. Never All right. forget. <laughs> the last one, the – give me your top three worst foods that you've ever tried. All right, number, I'm going to go three to one because one's going to shock you. It's going to okay. shock your entire audience. Okay. Uh, number three, worst food I've ever tasted um, is some Japanese dish that I thought was going to be really good and ended up being pretty <laughs> gross. Oh, it was like some kind of squid, uh, like actually squid parts. And I thought it was going to be cooked and grilled because like grilled octopus, I've had that. It's actually really, really good. Right. No, nah, it was just straight up squid. I'm like, nope. Oh, that doesn't I'm sound good. good at all. Nah, I'm, I'm just fine. Uh, second thing I've ever tried, uh, I've actually eaten bugs before. I know this is weird. Like, <laughs> I'm going off the – because, like, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident about eating 
anything. Like right. I'll, I'll eat pretty much anything, but I had, I was a boy scout and Eagle scout and I'm going to get a lot of, a lot of flack from my wife who probably eavesdropped and just goes, really? Again, you're going to drop the boy scout line. <laughs> yes. And doing one of the merit badges, you had to learn survival for a merit badge. So mm-hmm. they're like, you got to eat this bug. I ate the bug. I would do it if I had to, but it doesn't taste great for obvious what, reasons. What bug was it? I'm, I'm just curious. Was it just Cricket. A... Oh, man, that's rough. It is rough. <laughs> All right. And number one, this is going to shock you. I'm just getting you ready. Cereal. Yep. Cereal? Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yep. Your worst food you've ever tried is cereal? I hate cereal with a burning passion. Like, there's no cereal that you it. like. That, it, I like, mean, makes me gag, dude. It makes me, it makes me vomit. Cereal makes you gag. Wow. Yeah, yep. I don't know how to feel about that one because I'm trying I to know. Feel, Nobody knows I mean, how to feel about if you that. Just, if you just say, well, <laughs> there's a certain cereal that I don't like. And it All cereals. So-and-so. And, and it's weird because I eat the Rice Krispie treats. Like, I'll eat those, eat but I won't eat the cereal. I think it's a mental thing for me. Like, I really think it's a mental thing. So did you have a moment? That's what everyone asked me. And I I don't remember (laughs) having a moment. I think I just started eating when I was with a baby. I didn't eat cereal when I was a kid. I took cereals like, this is gross. Recently, I tried again. And literally, I was like, and I just didn't. I don't eat cereal. I cannot eat cereal, period. My kids, when I have them down the road, can eat cereal. Uh My wife eats cereal every morning. I'm fine with it. Like, in my pantry, the smell is iffy, but if someone tries to feed me a spoon of cereal, I literally have before slapped the spoon away. It's like, get that away. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't and that's crazy. Okay. That one is, you see, I'm not going to lie to you. When you were saying that it was going to blow my mouth, I said, like, he's going to say like macaroni and cheese or something. I didn't see cereal. Cereal's like, yeah, if he just said, oh, I, I can't stand like frosted mini wheats. Okay. I'll give you that. No cereals. No cereal. Does that include warm cereal like oatmeal or just regular cereal with milk? I regular cereal with milk. Okay. I, I'm also not a fan of oatmeal, but because what? I have to work out. No, no, because I also I have to work out. I, 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 I am fine with oatmeal. I power through oatmeal with brown sugar and, and raisins. That's how I get through oatmeal. I'm just like okay. a lot of brown sugar. A lot of brown. <laughs> a lot sugar. of brown sugar, man. <laughs> okay, I right, well. That was probably the most unique answer I've had for that one. I've asked that one a couple of times. So I'm here I, for it. Yeah, that you, that, that's solid. Milk is not one I would have seen coming. Mine's is liver. I've had liver once when I was eight, and that was it for me. That was the worst mm-hmm. one I've ever had. I can't, yeah, it makes sense. And I did, try, I did try cow testicles before, or bull testicles, I should say. Um, when I was down in Dallas, they, mm. they called them um, cow pies. And so mm. they was like, give it a try. So they look like chicken nuggets. And then they come, <laughs> and, it's, and viewers, the viewer discretion advised, there's this white sauce. Looks like, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> please, don't, <laughs> please tell me it's not kickback sauce. I don't think so. I don't, it looks like horseradish or something, but it's just like a, a pure white sauce with like pepper in it. So we were down there. It's like, go ahead, dip it in there, see what happens. And I lost a bet where I had to be the first one to try it. And so I tell people it tastes like gritty chicken. I know most people say, oh, everybody goes to chicken. But just imagine somebody took chicken and they said, and they just- Like sandpaper. I mean, they, they, they grind it up as much as possible. And that's what it Ugh. tasted like. Gross. And I was just like, yeah. And I, that, that was probably, those are the top two things that I've had that were just like, no. Nah. 
Yeah, I've done I've done the same thing. Rocky Mountain oysters, what we call them on the East Coast, not in mm-hmm. Dallas. Uh, and you know, it was it was not great, but <laughs> I I ate one. I made it through it. I didn't throw up, but yeah, I made Proud it through it. It's definitely better yeah. than cereal, though. Yeah, <laughs> for me it is. All right, everybody, that was uh, the trip Briere, a version of Quick Ones. And before we get off of this bad boy, I got to say, first of all, Chip, I truly appreciate you coming on, my man. Of course, man. And before we go, I got to get, you know, first of all, do you have any special projects going on? Uh, And if you do, tell us about them. And of course, what legacy do you want to leave in the sports journalism world? Good Lord, the latter question is deep. Deep Tough questions with the legacy Owens. maker, baby. You gotta gotta get that legacy <laughs> question in there at legacy maker. That's I All have right. to give it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tackle the first one because that's easier. Uh, be on the lookout. I have my own YouTube channel that hasn't started yet, but mm-hmm. I am gonna start posting videos probably in the next couple weeks or months. So just look up my name, Chip Briere, on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter, uh, Instagram. I also am gonna start streaming again on Twitch, twitchtv Briere underscore. So check me out in those places, whether you want to ask me questions about my sports journalism career, about the videos I post on YouTube, or just want to join me while I play Call of Duty or Fall Guys or something like that. <laughs> I'll mainly just be chatting on Twitch, but, um, you know, just play some games and have some fun. Uh, check me out in those places. But yeah, my YouTube channel is the one I really want to push people to because that's, I'm trying to help people grow their on-camera performance and stuff with journalism tips and tricks but also commenting on things that uh, are going on in the world whether it's you know lakers winning the championship or you know espn's changing up their uh their programming or something like that so yeah right. chip Rier on youtube go check it out hit the subscribe button you'll mainly just see my resume reels but there'll be more videos coming soon awesome and for awesome. the second question for my legacy uh, this, this is a deep question for me personally, because that's always been something I've grappled with my entire life and career. So I think I just want to be remembered as the guy from Richmond who set out to go and do what he wanted his way and had fun doing it. So the viewers had fun with him. That's not really specific, but that's always been my drive is to be a guy from Richmond, I'm really proud of my hometown, to go out there, chase what he wanted to do, did it his way, had fun doing it, and the viewers had fun with him. I couldn't, I, I just couldn't say the better myself, my man. I, I, and Chip, once again, my man, I truly appreciate you coming on. Everybody, this is my man, Chip Briere of but Washington, I can't get my words out. You're good, dude, don't <laughs> he worry. Is the host, he is the host of The Beat, for the Washington football team. And like he said, check him out on YouTube because he's got a lot of good things coming up. I'm going to subscribe after this show, just in case I already have. I think I might already did, but if I didn't, I'm going to make sure I subscribe <laughs> after this show. So make sure y'all hit him up. Once again, everybody, thank you all for tuning in. I'm Darrell Owens, Legacy Maker Sports Network. This is episode 29 of One on One. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. 
Welcome to the 101. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to 101 at Legacy Maker Sports Network.